Yeah, all right. All right. It's it's official. This is going. Uh, hi, everybody. This is uh, Talk to Scott. Remember? Remember that thing? <laughs> it's back. Now, uh, we have Joystick here as our, our first return guests, which I'm very excited about. Uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves. I'm Duck, and uh, I'm the singer. Yeah, and I'm Bex. I'm the newest uh, Joy Boy, and I play Barry Sax and sometimes Freddie. Is that the official term, Joy Boys? Yeah, well, the Joy Boy, the Joy Chick, the Joy Bex. I mean, it's all interchangeable. The Joy They and Them, it's all good. <laughs> Love it. Very inclusive. Hell yeah, that's what we're about. I hear a dog. Yeah, we got so many of them. Uh, should I move to another room? No, 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 you're fine. It's funny. Bex and I were having a dog chat. Uh, Seconds before yeah. you join. No. I love that. We have three dogs and a cat. I, I wish. Uh, moving, I can only bring one of the dogs with us to the new place right now, but hopefully this is just a, uh, a stopgap. Mm. Uh, we left my girlfriend's two dogs with her parents. Uh, what was that? That would be hard to choose one. It's, yeah. Uh, her, her two dogs love her, her dad, so it was easy, whereas uh, my dog only loves me, uh, <laughs> so he, he came with, uh, uh, but yes, I, I miss the other two dearly, uh, that's my sad story, but, uh, yeah, no, rooms, rooms aren't gonna matter, because, uh, as, as Bex already knows, I've had to move into my closet, on this apartment because everything else is way too loud. It's an interesting setup, but I think we'll make it work here. You got a chair in there? Oh yeah, I got a chair. It's a walk-in. Uh, oh, okay. Nice. I got, I got room. Yeah. Slightly cramped, but there's room. We have a walk-in, but it's uh there's no room. <laughs> uh, just I just happened to like move a box out of here for moving like two days ago. If that were still here, no, I'd just be standing. Uh, which is fine. I think I'm too old to actually squeeze into a, a standard sized closet. Uh, <laughs> I feel that. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of us can relate. So, uh, yeah, very happy to uh, have you guys here. Thank you very much for in inquiring if I was back. Um, I've been trying to come back for like a year and a half, and it just never, never worked out. For one reason or another so this was the the shot in the arm i needed so uh thank you doug yeah no problem thank you i'm glad to be here it's good it's good to be back i'm it sounds like you've been busy though moving that's a lot it's a lot of work i don't recommend uh <laughs> been probably a, a decade plus since i moved last and i i remember why that was now uh -huh. are you uh did you have to move far no, uh, it was like an hour, so it's not anything crazy. Mm. It's I've I've moved north. I'm closer to Milwaukee than Chicago now. How you feel about it? It's fine. I'm not like the biggest fan of Wisconsin, but it's mm. to live here compared to Illinois. We played our first show in in Wisconsin ever um, this year. And it was awesome. 
good. Was it that Scaffolton? Yeah, yeah. I was so bummed that I could not go to that. I actually, uh, the weekend before, I was just walking around the local mall, and I think I was wearing uh, a flying raccoon suit shirt and a uh, stuck lucky hoodie. And for the first time, my entire life, I think, living here, somebody stopped me and uh, asked if I was actually a fan of those bands, like <laughs> random clothes people wear together. Um, and yeah, he was just telling me how excited he was for Scaffolding, and he's like, do you know Joystick? And it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> yeah, I just... It was really cool, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna get in touch with you," and they never did. But that's fine. Uh, <laughs> were like, "Actually, I hate these bands." Yeah, no, I. <laughs> they actually. I wear these to wear this shirt. Advertising. Yeah, advertising. Thank you. I'll see myself out now. Oh. Uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> For the record, I think this came up last time where I said all beans and that became a whole thing, but I'll fill myself out is one of my favorite sayings ever. Um, I say it daily, so. Oh, no, I forgot about that. Yeah, the whole, that started some stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was, I just remember a, a video of there was like a goblet of beans or something. There was a oh, yeah, whole bean palace and... Again, I, I know we can't take all the credit for that, but I did feel partially responsible. <laughs> I'm blaming you. That's fine. Somebody's got to take the fall. I'm okay. I'll be fine. You got to have a FRS back on to have bean chat. I I do. I actually uh, I, I sent out feelers and they said yes we just haven't scheduled anything which i also thought was funny because i think i interviewed you guys back to back last yeah week. like it was you one weekend and the next weekend was frs mm -hmm, i remember that um yeah it's and it's weird because like we we didn't plan for like them to announce their album and then we announced our ep that it just happened that way I was going to bring that up too. Last time, same thing. Uh, this this time around, you're both on bad time. Uh, yeah, that's super. Dude, their album is so good. Oh, incredible. I'm very excited to hear it. Uh, I, like, I haven't even watched any of the videos for it because I just want to experience the full thing. And I just keep seeing like reviews and people talking about them. And I'm like, I need to pull the trigger on it, but I don't want to. Uh, I, you kind of want to like um, take in the whole album as it was like meant to be. Like exactly, yeah. Huh? That that's pretty cool, actually. I never thought about doing that. That's just like yeah, it's everything because I've found in the past it actually happened with the last mustard plug album that just came out. Mm -hmm. Your label mate, <laughs> where uh, I forget what was the lead single. Where did all my friends go? I think. Oh, uh, I think it's the last one because it was. What was the first one? Doing what we do, and I do my best. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, this is really good, dude. And so then the album came out, and I actually 
this will knock everyone. I didn't like it the first time I listened to it at all. Hmm. I was like, that was fine. And I immediately, like, upon listen number three, I think, I was like, I was really wrong about this. And uh, <laughs> am now in the, it's probably their best album camp. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, um, in terms of listening, like, the first listen is always tough for me because I don't know what to expect. So that's really like my feeler when I just kind of think, okay, I'm not really going to try and analyze anything about this just yet. I'm just going to get a feel for what's going on and how the album flows and things like that. Um, and it's usually not until like the third or fourth listen for me where I'm like, oh, wow, these lyrics are heavy hitters. But I also notice a lot of like the, the musicianship in the first couple uh, listens more than anything. So I, I kind of felt the same way. I was like, okay, the first listen, first time around with the new Mustard Plot, I was like, okay, okay, this is this is a buff. It's gonna, it's gonna take <laughs> some time to adjust because I'm also like, Evil Doers is my favorite. So and I'm kind of like, that's, yeah. that's my gold standard where it's hard to top that, but no, it's honestly, it, it just, it grew on me very quickly. So um, yeah, that's, and like and live too, that like seeing them perform everything live at Supernova, I was like, oh yeah, you guys are you guys are so into this, and it's just it was heartwarming. It also helped that Andy was up there too, um, filling in on trombone for them, which was just he was like he was living his best life up there. I was so 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 tore him. I still haven't seen any like uh, videos of that. I, what really? Really want to. <laughs> What? I have a couple. I'll have to show you, but I could have, oh, you know what? Maybe I just sent photos in the band chat, but yeah, I took a couple of videos. I posted them on, on my own personal uh, Instagram story. Um, but yeah, he was like, he was all over the place. And then at one point, um, it was him and it was Andy and Adam uh, from Omnigon. We're both on stage at the same time. And like, you'd think that the two of them had pogo sticks under them. They were not on the ground very often, just for how much they were jumping around. I, it gave me, it was like the instant serotonin boost I needed. It was so good. I don't know how those dudes have so much energy. Like, for real. Like, like Andy will play like three sets, you know, and still just be running around like a madman. It's insane. Oh, yeah, He's unstoppable. That's why I'm like, damn, I really am your bandmate now, huh? I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> up my, I'm like, I have to up my cardio now. Oh, God. <laughs> Trying to keep up. <laughs> y'all are playing with a bunch of bands uh, next week, too, right? Aren't y'all playing with, like, four bands, both of y'all? Just a couple. Just, just a couple. I can't, I don't, I don't know if I'm at mercy to spill the beans on. Well, you already know one of them. I don't know if I can tell the general public about the, uh, the rest of them, but... Yeah, no, keep, keep it a surprise. Did well, you say you... spill the beans? He did yeah. say that. Oh, I was going to let it go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. We can't get away from the beans. I can't. I know. It follows me. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. I had to talk to Scott Logo that was just a big bean, so <laughs> uh, after all this... You should have your theme be uh, from assorted jelly beans. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna call my like year end best of the the Golden Bean Awards. Oh, nice really God. lean into it. Um, <laughs> really bean into it. Yeah. Um, all right. I'll see you right. later. Hey, oh, eleven minutes in, and I <laughs> evolved into bean talk. 
But anyway, yeah, fest. I, yeah, we'll be we'll be hopping and bopping around. Um, who knows where we'll end up? I don't know. We seem to just be. So here's some backstory, some some joystick lore, if you will. As of recently, as um, Andy and I call ourselves the Horn Delegation because we just seemingly pop up everywhere uh, all at once, and it's a freaking blast. I have to say, it's like you know, just it's just cool. You you really never know where we'll end up. Um, so. Yeah, that'll that'll be fun. Fest is always a, a good time. I say as this is only my second one, but after last year, I'm like, oh, I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, fest is the best. Yeah, I I've never made it down, and that is uh, one of my my bucket list items. So oh, you speak. gotta! It's so good. Uh, yeah. Especially yeah. in the last like uh, like four or five years, it's been really like ska heavy like ton, like a lot of ska bands so it's super awesome because i mean obviously i'm biased but yeah the against all authority uh like reunion show oh man i will never forget that it was so good that that is uh one of those, i've seen against all authority exactly one time uh they canceled the other two performances for one reason or the other where they're supposed to be at a show uh and it was fine i think they like the venue made them go on early for mm. some reason you just tell like they didn't want to be there yeah it was real weird i don't remember who else was at that show was this like, or, like in the back in the day this was uh probably like early 2000s mm. but it's was, it was not like fireside bull in chicago so it's not like it was some like ritzy venue yeah. bowling alley. Uh, I, I want to say it was them, MU330, Lawrence Arms, and some other band. And I guess wow. they were supposed to headline. Like it was a good show. Uh, but yeah, they were supposed to headline and it ended up being MU330 of all people, if memory serves. Hmm. But I, I also was impressed that way into the show. So I don't remember. Well, you get you hit your bean. I hit my bean. <laughs> yeah, I've I've hit it. This like bunker hardcore shows I've gone to never, never injured myself. But uh, that show and a Mad Caddy shows concussed. You know, I <laughs> so. now that you now that you say that, yeah, me too. I so. <laughs> My partner is very, very into like deathcore and metalcore and things like that. So we go to a fair share of hardcore shows. Um, like we've, I've seen Body Snatcher with him so many times. I've seen A Case of Strain with him a few times. I've seen Traitors with him a bunch. Um, and in those shows, like we go, we go ham in the pit. We just the couple that uh, swings together stays together. I think <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, we just we go nuts and. Uh, I've never, never gotten hurt, but yet, uh, this past spring down in Atlantic City, New Jersey, uh, they had adjacent festival on the beach, and it was literally the day after our last show of the FRS Joystick Tour, and um, I managed to get guest listed, um, thanks to Brent, shout out to Brent, as always, because um, mm. Folly was playing, so... Uh, yes. Yeah, so here we are on the beach, and 
I'm at the edge of, of the folly pit, just taking it all in. And I got clocked in the head real, real, real freaking hard um, to the point where like an hour later, I had like an egg-sized lump on, like, on my eyebrow. And uh, my friend was talking to me and I was like feeling around my face to see how sunburned I was. Oh. Um, and then I felt right on my right eyebrow. I was like, oh, yeah, that hurts. Okay. So... What was it like a boot, like a boot or something? Was like no, someone crowd surfing and no, it was someone's fist. Someone was like, because I was at the edge of the pit, so like people were were swinging left and right and you know throwing throwing their fists back and everything and uh, yeah, I don't know. I was just I took a fist to the eyebrow. Wow. I was like, oh okay. So I actually I thought I was gonna be concussed too. I was keeping an eye on myself for like. The next three days, but I was like, I think I'm okay. <laughs> I think I'm okay. <laughs> I don't know. I, I always lie to myself. But the first time I don't remember too well, the Mad Caddy show, I actually thought my eyeball fell out because I lost vision oh in the eye, and uh, I, I definitely blacked out. Oh, like, no. Out of people around me. Jeez. And nobody was that clear, and they're like, You good? Is, do I have an eye? I said, that, Do I have an eye? They're like, Yeah, oh, you're God. fine. Awesome. Jeez. I didn't go to the hospital till the next day because I'm I'm stubborn, but that's I understand that as as a I didn't really admit that I yeah had a, a severe concussion. But I did. Now I'm told not to hit my head anymore. Hmm. Oh my uh, gosh! So. Yeah, that'll do it. I had was um was uh I was we were on tour, and uh there was this place that we played at in Denver, and like um it kind of had. It kind of had low ceilings, but there was like a metal, there was like a metal support. There's like a pole in the middle of the room to like, you know, it was like a sub roof support beam or something. And there was a, uh, there was a mosh pit and I was watching in one of the opening bands and I got pushed and my head whacked against the, the like metal oh, beam. That, oh, that was the only time I ever got something like that. So those are like real low ceilings, then, huh? Yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm like a tall guy. I'm a, and it was I was almost hitting the. I'm six two, and I was almost hitting the ceiling. Head. I'm also six two. Uh, I always hated basement shows around here because all basements are super low ceiling. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's like what we had in the area, and it was just me hunched over, hoping nobody <laughs> got too too rowdy. Uh, those are all fine too. Like I never <laughs> remember being injured. I remember being thrown in a wall at a uh, like park center. That was when I was like thirteen. <laughs> it was whatever. I just bounced back and like let's go. Uh, yeah, the older yeah. I get, the more I'm like, man, I'm like, I leave more and more shows. Like, damn, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> yeah, I very much remember like oh, like those old people just standing there listening, lame. Yeah. Now that's that's me. Yeah, I think. That, I, I think the best the best part of being in the band is being able to st uh, stand on the side of the stage. <laughs> yeah, between, yeah, between okay. the side stage and at the merch table. That's when I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> uh, my knees. I just can't. I can't do it anymore. I, we're now we're having old talk. <laughs> I, I feel that we're changing the narrative. 
listen, it's the reality of aging as a punk. <laughs> yeah. You start, you start, you gotta start to put insoles in your Doc Martens and in your vans now. Yeah. All those years of uh, sleeping on floors and, and living out of a van, I guess it caught up to me. Right. <laughs> you been to a sleeping on a floor yet? What was that? Have you been to a show up there yet in Wisconsin? I, well, I guess if you just moved. Not, not yet. Uh, the weekend I moved, actually, and I had to uh, not go to both shows, was the Blue Meanies reunion show. Ooh. I had tickets for, and I was really, really upset about that. Because uh, another, another show injury story, the only other time I saw Blue Meanies, somebody elbowed me in the kidney, and I had oh, to go to the ER. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> no. um, so I was excited to see them again. Uh, plus, they were playing with the uh, Weaker Youth Ensemble, who's Wisconsin, Ooh. like early 90s ska band. I was really yeah. excited to see them. Uh, so I couldn't go to that. And then uh, it, it wasn't like as good of a show as they've done in the past, but it was the Jump Up Records 30th anniversary. Uh, show which had uh, I actually don't even remember who played other than the Eclectics, but I love the Eclectics. They're one of my favorite Scott Punk fans ever. I didn't even know Blue Meanies released anything <laughs> on on Jump Up. No, so like they didn't, but uh, they were part. They were on the first like American Scothic. Mm. I think kind of part of that because they were on uh, what Thick and uh, I think MCA about Post Wave. It's still really weird to think about. They were on a major. And then they broke uh, up. Yeah. Then they broke up. Uh, and all appeared on every MU330 album. <laughs> Their uh, keyboard player was, uh, was uh, like, played keys on one of the MU330's albums. I, I think the self titled maybe. I think he was on all the, like, albums they've recorded since then. Oh. So it was uh, their, their sax player. On there because, yeah, they're on self titled Ultra Panic, and I think they're even on Winter Wonderland, which fell in there oh. somewhere. So, that's actually an underrated uh CD, the Winter Wonderland. The uh, original songs on there are great, no lie. It is my favorite MU330 album, and like I always try to justify in my mind why it should not be because all their albums are great, but it is, it's just, I don't know. It hits, man. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the uh, the one like the ending song where like Jerry's just like telling a little story, it's, you know, it's, it's down home great. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. so good. yeah, like I, every every winter, that's just in my car on repeat. Huh? It's a good one. It's it is. time to break it out. It is. Yeah, I gotta I gotta dig it out of my uh, CD boxes. I've I'm just sitting in my garage. Uh, that's fine. We'll get to it. Uh, all right, we've we've rambled for twenty three minutes. Why are you guys here? Uh, what are we doing here? Why are any of us here? That is Why, what we uh, should be asking ourselves. Let's talk the philosophy now. No, uh, no. Okay, let's not. <laughs> what is the purpose of man? Uh, oh. Have uh, <laughs> the wild ones. Had to let the wild ones out. Right. There you go. I love excited dogs. 
there's a, a dog, I call it balcony dog because it's always just out on one of the apartment balconies here. It just comes out and stares. Like, <laughs> tiny dog, whatever, walking here. Just really wants to play, but I've never run into her while actually walking around the complex. Oh. It's always the little dogs. Yeah. They're, all dogs are just confused by her because she's especially little. Uh, I was telling Beck, she weighs three pounds. She is 12 years old. Everyone asks how old she is as a puppy. I'm like, no. She's <laughs> middle aged. Uh, I'm like, you're a liar. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, dwell. Let's talk about dwell. That's why we're here, right? Uh, yes, it is. Wait, you mean this isn't the Talk the Dogs podcast? Like, how do we talk the dogs? This can be talk the whatever. Uh, I, I <laughs> feel very little sky gets talked about on Talk the Sky, typically. That's right. We're about to uh, we're about to talk all the sky. All the sky. So, yeah, yeah what you know about dwell? Yeah, it's good to have something coming out. It's exciting. Yeah, it's good been design. a it's been a while in the in the making for sure. I can tell you that much. Mm hmm. Yeah, we recorded it uh, back in December. Okay. Yeah, this is a it's it's special special for me. So it's my first recording with Joystick, which is like, man, just like what what a dream. You know, um, <laughs> it's just, well, no, it's cool. Like, it's it's humbling, you know, because I look at what I, you know, looking at the humble beginnings to where I am now, you know. Um, so, I mean, you had asked me about recording uh, right after you had gotten off, right after you'd gotten home from the summer tour last year. Um and I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm down. And like, I don't know, I didn't, I didn't consider myself like an official like joystick member by that point. Cause I was like, ah, you know, I just made a whole bunch of friends, whatever. Like, um, you know, so the fact that you asked and then played fast and then recorded and here I am, uh, you can't get rid of me now. apparently. <laughs> so, um, you know, it just, yeah, we, we, uh, t we toured, was it last year? Yeah, oh, last yeah, year, and you you played like like what four shows with us? Five? Uh, it was like five or six. Yeah, yeah. It's all it's all FRS's fault too. Um, you can blame Andy for that one, uh, <laughs> or thank him. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I went to went to go see FRS when they did their uh, springtime tour, and they came up through the Northeast, and that was the first time I'd met FRS, um, like in real life. Um, so, cause having run social media in the past and really doing the whole Scott Twitter networking and things like that, um, I was like, let me, I'm like, I should probably meet my internet friends in real life when they're in the area. So, you know, as I did, went to go see Flying Raccoon Suit in Trenton, New Jersey. And then the next day I saw them in Manhattan. Um, and Andy was telling me like, yeah, I'm the only horn going on tour with Joystick this summer. Um, so yeah, we were we were sharing a show at one point in New Jersey, and he's like, "You want to learn our set too?" And I was like, "Yeah, okay, I'll do it." So, <laughs> so he sent me charts for everything, and I uh, I drilled through these tunes, and I think I played three sets in one night, um, as I do. <laughs> and just uh, stay on stage the whole time. Basically, yeah, I was on stage. Stand for, there awkwardly. 
Yeah, when, when Joystick played New Jersey last summer, the only band I was not on stage for was Thirsty Guys. Um, although they did offer. They were like, do you want to <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, Joe Scala had offered, and it was while Blue Checkmark was still a demo. Um, so before it was like, before they had the keyboard solo, he's like, do you want to like rip a sax solo? And I hate soloing. Like if there's anything anyone knows or should know about me, as a musician, I hate soloing. I hate improv. I, ugh, ugh, gross. Um, <laughs> so I was like, so I said to Joe, I was like, nah, I'm good, thanks. But I appreciate it. <laughs> um, I kind of wish I had done it though, but whatever. Um, but yeah, that, that whole week was just a ton of fun. And the fun part about touring through the Northeast is everything is so concentrated and everywhere is like an hour and a half, maybe two hours apart from each other. Um, so I said to Andy, I was like, listen, if you want more horn reinforcement, like for, throughout the whole week, I said, I'd love to, I, you know, I'm down to do it. So, um, he's like, yeah, sure. Why not? So, you know, hung out with Joystick that week, became besties on like day two, uh, yeah, day two, day three, something like that. I don't know. Day one, y'all were asking me if I wanted to play fest with you. And I was like, yeah, duh. <laughs> Day two, we played New Jersey. Day three, we hung out at the beach. And that was when you asked me, do you have your passport? And I was like, why, duck? Where am I going? <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, poozle. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, it's been history ever since. So, so, anyway, all this to say, yeah, this recording, dwell means a lot to me. Um, being the inaugural joystick recording so but also like it just rocks it just rocks so fucking hard yeah i'm excited for people to hear the more because uh, at, at the time of this recording we've only released one of the songs and it's like a poppy a poppy ska song i'm excited for people to hear the more heavier stuff that we do sometimes too sometimes oh you Ah! <laughs> <laughs> <Person> <laughs> <of> the time. <laughs> yes, yeah, I remember the I, last interview. I'll oh, go ahead, Bex. Oh, you're good. You're good. Uh, yeah, someone had said to me after uh, boxes dropped, they're like, "Oh, okay, joystick with the with the power pop." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, sure." Because uh, I never <laughs> thought of it that way. But then I'm like, "No, you know what? Yeah, okay. I, I see that. I see the influence here. But it's just fun. How can you like not have fun listening to it?" I'm playing it too, even when I'm practicing it too, like running through it, I'm like, yeah, all right, this is this is cool. So I, I did actually listen to Box for this interview specifically. Um and yeah, I, I feel it's it's a little different from a past joystick stuff, but it's catchy as hell. Uh <laughs> so no, I was gonna say I think on our, our last interview there, I was saying how shocked I was with how heavy your uh, the last album was compared to other stuff and I had then re-listened to your entire catalog and was like oh no I'm just stupid misremembering everything so, <laughs> I too am excited to hear the heavier heavier stuff there's that part of me that was like oh it's only four tracks but four tracks is four tracks and better than no tracks <laughs> uh, Yeah, we, um, 
we uh we are excited to have people here as well you know it's always a uh, when you release something you know out there especially when uh, no one's expecting it it's always like oh no uh i'm i'm letting my, i'm letting my baby out into the world you know i i hope it's received well and um you know it usually always is but it's still just like it's a little you know i get nervous how how do you feel about that bex whenever you release um, some songs so it's always been one of those things for me where as long as and as long as i was happy and as long as the band is happy with what's being put out into the world then that's what's going to matter because everybody's going to have an opinion there are going to be people out there who have a different opinion than what you have um, or than the one that you currently maintain. Um, there are people who are going to love it. There are people who are going to hate it. There are people that don't really give a shit. Um, you know, so like I think something to remember as a musician is like if it fulfills you, then you've done what you needed to do. Everything else that comes after is like is just an added bonus, I feel like. Because um, it's it's really easy to let other people's opinions kind of grind you down and like burn you out and make you feel kind of jaded. And that's like, it's, I feel like there's a, there's a, it's important to remember that like, I don't know, everyone's going to do something different. You know, Sky is like, Sky is cool, especially now. I feel like we're probably in like the best time of Sky because there is literally something for everyone. Um you know, you don't have to like everything, but at least, like, as long as people are willing to acknowledge that this is someone's art, and especially in these times when, like, things are hard, life is heavy, life is hard, like, to be able to create anything at all is freaking awesome, and, um, you know, if it brings you joy, that's, that's the part that should matter, but I, but I do get the whole, like, being nervous to show other people what you've done sort of thing, but... Um, at the same time, trying not to rely so much on like other people's validation has been incredibly freeing for me as an artist. Because I'm like, all right, well, if they think it sucks, then oh well, it's gonna be what it's gonna be. Um, so I love that. Yeah, oh, that's and well said. Thank you. I felt like I just rambled that whole time. So, <laughs> 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 do you know that? <laughs> I don't know if, if any of you are fans of The Office. I know Ducky or not, but there's an episode I, where I, <laughs> Michael Scott goes to corporate and talks to David Wallace, and David Wallace is like, "How do you manage to get so? How would you manage to be so successful? Because whatever you're doing at your branch works." And Michael just goes, "Do not, for any reason, do anything to anyone <laughs> whatsoever." And it's just a whole long rambling thing. And I have never related to anything more. <laughs> I don't know. So you had to be there. Thing. <laughs> Me, Kyle, and Andy are like the three big office fans of the band. Clay is too. Um, so I'll just usually spit out a quote like that or a reference or a Michael Scott moment. And they'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> Heard. Felt. I remember a single joke from the office. And that's, I declare bankruptcy. Ah, uh, yes. That isn't really a joke, I guess, but that scene stuck in my head and most everything <laughs> else has. I've been expunged. I like, 
not like oh this isn't for me i was like i really enjoy this but i'm not obsessed with it like yeah. that's the simpsons is my show for that uh, ah you and andy should talk a lot about that then because he is our big uh simpsons fan i just make simpsons memes all the time but it's he's, he's the been on so long you can fan of the band find something for anything yes but indeed. uh but anyway. I, I, I agree with everything you said, but I very much agree that this is probably the best time for ska music in general. Uh, it's like, I, I was around for like the third wave in the 90s, and that was cool and all. But uh, it, people didn't seem to really want to be there. It was what was popular. So for that brief moment, so it's what was getting put out. And uh, now it seems everybody is actually into it. It's a lot more accepted than it was. It's getting made fun of in movies. And uh, there's still all those people who, whenever they come across something making fun of Scott, send it to me immediately as like, I gotcha. <laughs> and I just, I'll never get that. A friend of mine sent me a thing. It was like America's Funniest Home Videos theme song with Scott. Like, Oh, yeah, that. it's a TikTok, yeah. right? I've seen that. Yeah, yeah I was like, yeah, I, I knew that in the 90s. Like, yeah. man, hmm. like, lots of stuff is, like, it's used in advertisements and, like, toy commercials and stuff all the time still. Oh, yeah, hmm. I have a friend, I have a friend of mine who, like, wasn't, he's not big into ska. He will listen to it because, you know, he, especially with, like, anything that I'm involved in, he will listen to it because he's a great friend. Um, but he had no idea, uh, that a there's a real band that performs the theme song to kablam still in this day and age <laughs> so like i remember we were talking about it with another friend of mine who is very much into ska and was always my ska show buddy and uh yes yeah, so we threw on two-tone army and he was like wait holy crap this is the kablam theme song and i was like yes this is what we've been saying all along <laughs> um so it's just, it's funny how people are starting to realize that more, but um, yeah, Ska, Ska in 2023 is a good, a very good place to be. So I love that you, go ahead. Oh, no, I, was, I, I was just going to say, I mean, like between Ska being with so many different like varieties of ska for everybody to to really enjoy where if you don't like anything heavy like if you don't like joystick if you don't like best of the worst if you don't like um if you don't like stuck lucky or anything like that there's still something for you if you like trad two-tone great you know there's there's plenty of, of that style still still out there but um you know if you want more third way third wave inspired stuff that's there too like it's just it's a great thing to have that kind of variety but also i think the accessibility of it now um definitely feels feels like it's a a huge huge step up from from other genres even um you know i i'll name drop half past two they're always um they're always posting about like actual like physical accessibility uh features that the venue has or like if, if anyone needs like an accessibility accommodation they're always posting about that. And that's a beautiful thing. Like you want the scene to be inclusive. You want everybody to feel like they have a place. Um, and like, that's how you get there. So it just, Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I'm, I'm part of a, a LGBTQ plus thing at my, my very 
corporate job and uh, they were talking about like, oh, we wish more music was more inclusive of uh, our community. And I was like, yeah, man. Uh, so many. Bands, yeah. like, so it is by far the most, like, no one likes Scott. That's not true. And I think I was wearing my, uh, like, gear shirt at the time. So I was just like, okay. Everything, everything about the current current day ska scene is just, yeah. Bex, you were you were making me think. Um, you were like, "There's something for everybody that everybody can like." And um, I remember for the longest time there, like kind of before bad time started, like there was kind of it was like kind of a lull. It was definitely a lull for ska, you know, and. Um, I, I remember thinking for a long time, I was like, everything that could be done with this genre has basically been done. And then I heard, like, Eichler's. <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, nope, nope, we're just scratching the surface here. Okay, there's, you know, I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I love, Eichler, they, love that you said that. Oh, yeah. I gotta get Ike on one of these shows. Uh, that blew me away that uh, album is incredible it, it was my favorite album of last year yeah far. really good uh, it just came out of, of nowhere and like i was familiar with his other stuff his leska things um because anything that has like scott mentioned i'm like oh check this out and uh i think on his, his previous album he had like two scottish songs and i was like all right <laughs> Um, and it's funny, too, because I messaged him. I don't know if I've told this story before anywhere, but uh, I sent him a message that was just like, hey, I had a weird dream that you like signed to Bad Time and released an album like, a <laughs> month before it got announced. And he was like, what? That's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> and then it happened. It's like, you, 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 he's like, I wanted to tell you so, but <laughs> that's wild. Um, I love that. But yeah, there's, I'm excited to see what other people kind of incorporate into it. And that's to me, that's the beauty of Sky. It really works so well with almost anything. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, our, our bass player Clay, he um, he has like this theory. I guess would you call it a theory? He he, um, I like how he says it. He's like, Scott is actually a subgenre. And you can like attach it to any genre of music, like that's how he like thinks about it. And I'm like, no, okay, I, I kind of like that. It's it's music flavoring. Uh, yeah, I feel like I forget what I was listening. That's like a reverse engineering almost, because like you hear about ska punk or ska pop or, um, like you know, ska core things like that. It's like okay, but what if? What if you just reversed everything? <laughs> what if? Hyper, you get hyper ska. Yeah, you get hyper ska. Yeah, hyper ska. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. They done did it. They done <laughs> did it. And, like, Ike's live show is awesome, too. Um, last year at Fest when he performed, and he had um, Adam singing with him. He had Tara from Half Past Two singing with him, too. And it was just so much fun. You That was a fun like, set. 
yeah, you couldn't just like stand still like watching that. It was just it was pure hype and pure awesomeness. Like his energy is incredible, and he's also like the nicest human too. So here for yeah. it. Yeah, shout out to Ike. Hell yeah. Uh, he would have won the golden bean. <laughs> he he, he would have won the golden bean. I uh, I ran out of time to actually like make up a graphic for it, so I just did boring old. Here's my my ten favorite things. <laughs> it's uh my checkered teacher. I I think that whole album's like twenty four minutes long or something, and I'm pretty sure that helped it. A little bit, just a little, because I definitely listen to it double most other albums. That album too is just like on. I don't want to, not to sound like a snob, but like just on on vinyl, like something about that that album on vinyl yeah. sounds so good. Yeah, I love it. I, yeah. I'm definitely here for like the short style albums too. Even when um, Best of the Worst Better Medicine came out too, like I just remember getting to the end of it and I was like, that's it? Like a lot more. But at the same time, I'm like, no, you know what? This is an easy, this is an easily crushable album where it's like, I think the older I get, the more I appreciate short albums because it is less of a commitment. Um, especially like I work an office job during the day. So um, there will be times where I'm like, okay, I don't want to sit in silence for half an hour. What can I listen to? And like a lot of the stuff that I'll start thinking of is either too long or usually too long and usually like way too long for what I, for what I need. But then like you have a nice short album and you're like, okay, okay. This filled the void. So I didn't have to sit in silence for 25 minutes. Like it, it all has a place. It all has a function. It all has a role. So. So is, uh, is dwell a, a four song album? It's not like a secret, you know, 20 minute song or something on there, is there? Six, don't don't tell me. I assume there's not, because that would be wild. And if there is, I got to hear it. There is something on on side B, but I'm not going to say what it is. I wanted to ask about that from the uh, the Bad Time Record Club teaser. Uh, I was like, I got to know, but I I don't. (laughs) Now, we'll we'll leave you in suspense. Yeah, it's cool though. It's it. I, I think it's awesome. It's fun. It's, yeah, I I agree, Bex. I remember young me being upset when albums had like less than sixteen songs. I forget what like math equation I made for if an album was worth it or not. But it was like if an album costs. And this is crazy to think about. Like if an album cost me eighteen dollars to buy from Sam Goody, uh, what's the ratio of of time versus songs? And now, yeah, I'm like, ah, oh, nine songs? Cool, that's a little long. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny, because even as artists, too, like, we we start to really think about how long is, what's the proper length for a full-length album? Um, because, like, I, so I play in another band um, called Knife Throat, and they're, like, an emo, folk, punk sort of thing. Not ska. I do play saxophone in that band, but it's not a ska band. I'm Wait, they have horns and other music? <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that's yeah, it's in a no, I style, right. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. No one's ever heard of like jazz or Motown. Um, <laughs> um, All but, ska. <laughs> but like in that band, more recently, we were talking about like 
because we we have a full length mostly assembled. Um, so we were we were going through the list and we're like, damn, we have a dozen songs assembled and like that's a full length. That that is a full length. Um, but like every musician, I think that's like the one thing that I I challenge everybody who's not a musician to ask their musician friends is what is the perfect length <laughs> of a full length. Um, or how many tracks makes up the perfect full length? Because there's no right or wrong answer, I don't think. Um, it just really depends on your style and what you're doing. But also, like, if you have four, like, eight-minute tracks, like, I mean, that's, that's something that, like, a deranged uh, jazz musician would do, honestly. Um, <laughs> but, like, yeah, I don't know. There's no right or wrong answer. That's all I'm trying to say. I believe music theorists say like it's two minutes and 33 seconds is the perfect length for a pop song. I did air quotes that you guys can't see. So <laughs> I'll tell you um, a pop song. But even that feels wrong. Uh, it's like I've heard 30 second songs that have just as much to say and are just as good as some, you know, four minute ballad or whatever. So uh, while it's not music, um industry secret for like tv and radio is that typically at least for tv ads um those ads are usually like 30 seconds or so 15 to 30 seconds um sometimes 30 to 60 if you're trying to go on the longer side so if someone who's like in the industry is also like let's say if, if you have a musician a ska musician who is also a jingle writer by day um it's I can see where people think like, okay, I'll, I'll write songs in, uh, uh, you know, increments of 30 to 60 seconds a piece or anything like that. So it's like a, a nice, even two and a half minutes or things like that. Um, kind of makes you think. Another ramble. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's, <clears throat> it's, it's, an interesting thing to bring up because like you said with song lengths too um i don't know if you guys know the, the band then i fly like denver what are they uh, then i fly oh then i fly yeah we played a show yeah. them. oh yeah, yeah they, they released an ep uh i think like two or three years ago that was only three songs and the first two are your typical like two and a half minute songs and the third one i think was 19 minutes long oh my gosh <laughs> so it's like it's an awesome song but yeah, wow. i think we listen, i think we had a copy of that and we listened to it in the yeah um, yeah um, um i like long song like uh i i like rush's 2112 album i like frank zappa i like long songs but i wouldn't want to write record or perform a long song personally but what do you think I, would you no because then we'd have to reclassify as jazz as a jam band oh yeah <laughs> so here's, okay. here's a jam band story on the summer run of shows that i played on last year uh we got to boston which was my last show with the group uh before i had to go home and play another show and uh the, the venue that we had played did like matinee shows on saturdays i guess and so the ska show so it was joystick stray bullets brunt of it and jerry's got jokes and um yeah we couldn't start loading in for that show until the matinee show was complete 
but what was the matinee show? It was called Hippie Hour, and it was all jam bands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Remember, they had to, like, redo the flyer, like, twice because they kept pushing back, like, the door time and the show time. <laughs> it was more like Hippie Hours. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. It was, like, you know, these, these jam bands will just, like, you get the guitarist who's just soloing and riffing away, and it's like, okay, all right, come on, speed it up. Come on, we got, we got yeah, shit to do. We've got other bands to go on. Um, Come on, Bex. You wouldn't want to do a, a six-minute Barry Sack solo? No. I don't <laughs> want to do a second Barry Sack solo, dude. I hate soloing. I, oh, God, no. Uh, that's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's nightmare fuel, Duck. I'm not afraid of much, but that, that's the scariest thing you've ever seen. <laughs> It'd probably sound fucking awesome, though. Yeah. <laughs> it probably would. I gotta, I gotta say a duck here. <laughs> well, thank you. That I band, uh, Ska Pay or Ska P or Ska, I call them Ska Pay. I'm not sure how to say They yeah, have a Spanish they, band? Yeah. They, yeah, uh, I, I don't know either. They uh, they have like some Barry sex uh, soloing stuff that's pretty awesome. I I do like a good Barry sax solo in um in songs, but the thing is, it gives me like major imposter syndrome. I'm not gonna lie, because mm. I'm like, damn! Every time I hear a good one, I'm like, I really gotta practice now. <laughs> I, I I gotta go home and practice forever, and I'm not leaving my practice room until <laughs> I feel <laughs> adequate about what I'm doing. Um, spoiler alert: <laughs> it's never. Um, oh. no, that's, that's not true. That's not true. I've, no, I've, I'm rec- I'm getting better at recognizing my progress and the time and effort that I've put into, uh, what I do, but, um, no, a good, I actually did just recently see somewhere on one of the Scott Facebook groups, somebody was asking about, or no, I think it was on, uh, the Scott subreddit, uh, somebody was asking about Barry Sack solos in, ska and people's favorite Barry Sack solos um so but there weren't weren't a whole lot I don't Hmm. there might have been some more obscure ones but um I don't don't know maybe maybe after this I'll practice and uh (laughs) it's it's dinner time here but um I don't know maybe I'll bust out the horn yeah, I don't. We, you know, we we tour a lot and we see a lot of ba- uh, ska bands, and I don't really see too many bands with with Barry Sacks. Really, now that I think about it, I I can tell you as the bad time Barry Sacks, there are not a lot of us out there. <laughs> um, it also can be proven by although although um, Dave from I'm pretty sure it's Dave McLean's other band uh cuidado they have two barry saxes in that band Ooh. yeah yeah um i mean it just sounds so awesome expect it, it, it i i really like um i really like barry sax with like more of the like heavier punk side of ska oh, i feel like it just it just fits with it that kind of like deep growly sound it's just yeah. oh, so Ooh, good it's an aggressive there's a, uh, a a French band called uh well there was a French band I don't think they've been around since the 90s but called uh red mesquite red mosquitoes wings stings or some combination of those four <laughs> words uh, and it's real like we mean he's asked almost avant-garde ska and that they have a berry sex and 
yeah. you don't like long songs, don't listen to them because some <laughs> of them go off the rails quite a bit. But I'm intrigued. Uh, yeah, about that. that's interesting. Really good. Uh, when I was looking to come back to make like a standard episode, I was like, I gotta play a song by them, and I listened to their full album. I was like, yeah, none of these will work because they're all like <laughs> six to seven minutes long. But uh, yeah. is it on? Are they online? Um, I have no idea. And if it's not, I can send you a rip. Yeah, uh, I, I want that. Sounds I, like something I would love. It's yeah. I don't. Me just being me or uh, disposable income. Like us, oh, the weird sky album. Yeah, <laughs> get that over. <laughs> um, but yeah, very sax. I have to imagine that Reddit was probably talking about. Streetlight Manifesto a lot. And so, yep, uh, they were. They're literally the only band I can actively think of. And uh, Old Less Than Jade, maybe. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Back I, in the, the Jessica Losing Streak days is probably the better. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I mean, Streetlight is still a huge influence on my playing. Um, I mean, like, it's definitely the New Jersey in me, for sure. And Streetlight is from my hometown. So, like, obviously. And I've also seen them 30 times. Um, and my good friend from high school is actually their TM nowadays too. Um, so like it all comes, it all comes uh, full circle, but yeah, I mean like uh, everything, everything that I've kind of tried to be in terms of a Barry Sachs player, I've definitely taken some inspiration from, from Streetlight to kind of be like, how do I do this? How do I pull this off? Um, so definitely definitely big influence there but somebody did mention joystick though um even though i don't, I don't have any barry sax solos and anything but um somebody was like joystick has a barry sax in their live lineup now you gotta see them was like, it you yeah. i don't what me no i don't i don't plug myself for anything no i'm too <laughs> i'm too shy for that <laughs> so i'm pretty sure it was somebody from scott twitter though so um yeah I, I still swooped in and was like, hey, thanks for the show. Appreciate it. That's me. Yeah, hey, hey, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah. Scott. Scott's Twitter, Scott X yet, or just no? Are we all ignoring that being a thing? Yeah, we're, we're all just, just collectively just I, Scott Twitter. Yeah. So. Scott's. Ugh. Scott's. Yeah, that poor little platform. It was it was struggling to keep up with uh, <laughs> with all the engagement on our uh, on our EP announced yesterday. So because it was just like I would just see stuff like in the timeline for like a millisecond, and then it would just disappear. Um, and like I'd see I'd see us mentioned in things. I'd see people retweet stuff, but it wouldn't show up in the notifications. And I'm like, damn it. I'm like, I'm just trying to engage with everyone who's engaging with us. Like, um, so I, I did feel bad though. I was like, I'm sorry if you share anything and I don't, re you know, reply to it or engage with it. It's because I literally do not see it. <laughs> but platform is uh, struggling. I like I it. <laughs> I liked your meme you made with the uh, where where you were holding the squirt gun. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that was that was cracking me up earlier. I have a I have a couple good stills from that too. There's the other one of me holding up the binoculars while Andy's holding up the squirt gun behind me. Um, and I was gonna I was gonna meme myself yesterday too, but I think that might be uh, tomorrow's shit posting. 
(laughs) (laughs) Or next week. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You gotta save them. No, I have a lot of stuff I have to do tomorrow, too. I haven't even started, like, really packing for fest. I started pulling clothes out of my closet, and none of them have made their way to the suitcase yet. So, and, yeah, I have to hop on a plane at uh, 6 o'clock Monday night to go down to, to New Orleans. So. Oh, plenty, that's like 25 hours. Yeah. Listen, <laughs> of those, of those, uh, well, okay, so I have, like, 48 hours until I leave, so. And I work for approximately 13 of those 48. So, and then I got to sleep at some point. So. Ah, you got to sleep, Lane. Yeah. I <laughs> sleep know. On the plane. Says okay. the guy who uh, slept through the podcast. <laughs> the the, the <laughs> version one. Yeah. yeah no, sure. no one had to know that at all. <laughs> Listen. This, this is why I don't go out. This is why I don't stay out late. If if I'm not on tour, I, I don't stay. I don't go out. Yeah, that's how I am, too. It's very rare that you'll find me out of the house past, like, 7 o'clock. Especially now that it's starting to get cold outside, too, up here. It's just starting to get real chilly. And all I want to do is just stay under my heated blanket, eat soup, like a little <laughs> goblin, you know. I understand that. Uh, yeah. I'm sure I can't relate so much. <laughs> Uh, is there a is there going to be a, a scapleton this year or next year? I I hope so. Uh, I was actually surprised that it came back because they just had stopped doing it uh, for a couple of years. And like you said, that whole like resurgence with with ska, where I really feel like the community came together just a, a few years ago, where all these great things coalesced with each other, probably prodded them into a. Uh, doing it but yeah i i hope so we need more uh regional stuff going on yeah yeah it's like obviously supernova this seeing that do well is, uh incredible there used to be one in um las vegas like back in the 90s uh, uh i have a poster for one i, I, I want to say it's called like viva sky vegas Hmm. They should bring that back. That feels wrong, but right. I feel like that sounds familiar. Not like, not like I was around for much of that either. Um, but yeah, that that sounds very familiar. Well, there was the the '90s style label Vegas Records, and it might have been just a comp they put out. Uh, there used to be a band called Scott Daddies that were there were with a Z. Uh, yeah, I think I. I think I reviewed one of their albums. They did Hotel California. That was like their big hit. They covered the Eagles. <laughs> oh. I wonder if uh, I wonder if they're the ones whose cover of Hotel California I had uh, may or may not pirated from LimeWire back in like 2003. I, I bet it was. It probably was. It probably was. Everybody has those tracks where you're like, Real Big Fish, Brown Eyed Girl, and it was not Real Big Fish. Um, mm-hmm. Another one was uh, Less Than Jake supposedly covering Mrs. Robinson by Simon and Garfunkel. It was not. Oops. It was the Lemonheads cover. <laughs> there were so many uh, just mislabeled facts from back then that uh, I very much still want to hunt down. Uh, yeah, 
not not a cover at all, but uh, it was a band I actually thought I had just invented in my memory uh, called the Ghoul Tones, who are a horror ska band. And uh, <laughs> I found a random comp with them on it, and it was the song I think I remember. It could just be me like, let's put this to bed after like 25 years. Oh, uh, the yeah, what tones? The ghoul tones. They were from, um, I, I want to say, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Oh, huh. When Joyce uh, first started, we used to play it there all the time. So, yeah, I have no idea how long we were around for, but I just remember, like, teenage me being on, uh, like, AOL ska chat rooms. <laughs> You'd be like, check out my band song, and you waited, you know, two hours for a minute and 30 song yeah <laughs> download like oh yeah this is great <laughs> whatever <laughs> there was yeah. some cover i downloaded though that i i to this day i don't know who it was or and i can't remember what song it but you saying that facts just brought back that memory <laughs> um I'm sorry, but also you're welcome. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's, it's going to like start a, a new crazy quest for me. Uh, <laughs> and that's fine. I, I run out of it. I found most of the, the old albums I've been trying to track down. You'll think of it that's when a... you like least expect it. It'll be like three in the morning and you'll just wake up from a dead sleep and be like, I remember now. I will. They'll be like, oh, <laughs> I won't forget this. So I don't need to write it down. <laughs> and we'll be right back here. Yeah. Those were the days. Uh, yeah. I was just saying on Twitter the other day, I was like, I think it might be time for MySpace to make a comeback, especially with like Twitter being so unusable lately. Um, but also, like, selfishly, it's because I want to feel uh, vintage New Jersey ska nostalgia again. <laughs> well, I don't even know if it's still around, but there is the like New Jersey uh, archives. Yeah, something they, somebody's doing. Yeah, I think someone's still doing stuff with that. New Jersey Hardcore also posts a lot of um, like archive stuff that's not yeah. just hardcore either. So like they post old flyers all the time. From um, there was a club here in New Jersey called Club Chrome, which is kind of funny because I live right off of the highway that it was on, and it literally, if it was still in existence, it's a two-minute drive up the highway from my house. Um, however, oh. it is not. It is a used car dealership now. Um, mm. But like they, they hosted a lot of the heavy hitters before they were big. So like they hosted Catch Twenty Two back in the day. They hosted Thursday before they blew up. Um, I'm trying to think who else. I'm pretty sure AFI played there a bunch. But basically any band, you name it. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if New Jersey Hardcore worked with uh, New Jersey Archives to to kind of. Uh, get a compilation of, of content and other <laughs> other uh, memorabilia, if you will. I, I kind of want to check that out. I, I didn't even know that was a thing. Because oh, um, yeah. I remember like a, like uh, maybe like 10 years ago or something like that, um, I found out there was actually another band called Joystick, and they were like yeah, a punk from band New from New Jersey. New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they like predate. They like predate. We've been around fifteen years, and they were like before us. You know, who you I, I mean, obviously, I don't think they're around anymore. But 
you should talk to uh, Christian from Scapository about them because he did just put together some sort of like compilation more recently that featured somebody from the New Jersey Joysticks. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. I'm actually wearing a Scapository shirt right now. Oh, no way. <laughs> I love that band. Man, they are so good. They are very good. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. Well, for New Jersey joysticks. So I I bought a, a compilation of um. There's actually two ones from uh, Pinball Records, which was a '90s ska uh, punk label from New Jersey that put out like uh, one cool guy, mm. and, like early step lively, oh, yeah. and uh, like a Fetch Twenty Two Seven Inch. Um, but they put out a comp. And joysticks on there. When I put it into my computer to rip it, it actually labeled them as New Jersey joy like NJ joystick, which I was like, that's interesting. Either somebody just uploaded this recently and was like, I must differentiate from <laughs> New Orleans joystick, or more likely there's probably another joystick. Yeah. Uh, floating around out there somewhere. Yeah. Well, there's uh, uh, now there's like some band from Argentina called Joystick. Too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, when I was um, reclaiming or when I was starting to do stuff on Bands in Town um, in preparation for the tour that we did with Jar and Bad Op, um, but also for the spring tour, uh, yeah, I was I was trying to reclaim the Joystick Bands in Town page, but ultimately I had to uh, create a new one with an exclamation point at the end of it, <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, which is fine. I think people probably know who who they're going to see now but brent was like all your shows keep getting added to the south american boy band joysticks uh band yeah. sound page <laughs> i'm like damn <laughs> well that was us when we got signed to stomp records forever ago that they're the ones that are like they're like hey can would you guys be okay putting an exclamation point at the end of your name <laughs> we're like okay and some i guess we still do it sometimes but yeah, that was their idea. I didn't know that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Matt Matt from Stomp was was telling us to do it. That makes sense because uh, when I went to to listen to some joystick before this on uh my stuff, I just I'm a weirdo. I don't have Spotify or anything. I buy everything. Uh, so when I was looking at it on my phone, I was like, "Why is there two different joysticks?" And I realized one had the exclamation <laughs> point, and one did not. And now I know why. Yeah, <laughs> exposing the uh, the joystick lore over here, <laughs> all of it: New Jersey, New Orleans, South America. Just all the joysticks. <laughs> so, we, should, uh, we should have a show called Joystock, a festival with all the joystick bands. All Save the that for later. Bands. You might be on to something. <laughs> and uh, y'all need to cover each other. Uh, that actually I don't. I don't think I could sing as good like that. That uh, boy, the boy band joystick is. Uh, I don't think I could sing that. Dudes are good, <laughs> dudes are pretty good sing. I'm just a punk singer, you know. I'm just a punk guy. So, the <laughs> uh, New Jersey uh, joystick is very like pop rocky. Uh, oh, who do they sound like? Some 90s one hit wonder. I can't think of. <laughs> I can't even think of the song. This was the most pointless comment I've ever made. 
That's right. It'll be open to interpretation. That'll be our that'll be our homework after nineties pop punk. Nineties pop punk. Uh, well, I'm gonna. Everyone will have a different answer. <laughs> yeah, there's so many. Yeah, but but there's no one really quite like us. <laughs> I think I can say no, that. The, the best joystick. That's why. If there's, there's any. Mark. If there's anything that I've learned about this band, it's that I don't think I've ever met anybody like this band. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you guys, you guys, in a good way. No, uh, in the best, in all the best ways. Yeah, the best <laughs> way. Uh, yeah. Every way? Like, literally every way. Like, <laughs> yeah, what, what a, it's, it, you know, you know, you found a unique group when, uh, you know, you hang out with them for a week and, you're basically one of them at that point. Like, yeah, I don't know. This group is, makes it very easy to just like have good chemistry with. And like with every single member of the band, like it's very rare. I feel like where you, you where you have like the same kind of positive chemistry with like every single band member, but like this joystick, nah. Um, <laughs> well, no, like I just, I, I very fondly remember, and you can, you can probably add to this too, Jack. I remember Kyle telling me uh, after last summer's tour where he was like, we were like a little worried about like how it was going to go over, like having a chick in the van. Uh, and then we realized like, you're one of us. <laughs> like, I think, I think Kyle was like, we might, we might have to tone it down a little bit. And then they, yeah. And then they brought me into the van. They're like, oh, okay. No, no, we're, we're good. <laughs> okay, good. We can we, keep farting. We can, yeah, we can, <laughs> we can be us. Oh, what? She just challenged us to a burping contest? Okay. <laughs> we good. <laughs> but, yeah. For, for being rough and tough, like, this is a very wholesome band, I feel like. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's also very sweet. Hell yeah. We we like to think we like each other. I don't know. I, I would hope you would know. Yeah. But, yeah. but uh so what's what's next for Joystick after this? You got Dwell coming out, you got Fest you're real soon. Then what? Um I don't know if we can say yet. <laughs> Some more stuff. We have one thing we can promote. Uh, Joker's Republic is coming down to New Orleans from New Jersey uh, a couple of weeks after, not even like a week and a half after Fest. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah, they're playing New Orleans for the first time. Um, so that'll be exciting because that's a band that is near and dear to my heart. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they've worked hard and, and they keep kicking ass and taking names everywhere they go. So, um, I know I'm excited for that show. Yes, I will be in New Orleans uh, twice on two separate occasions within ten days of each other, <laughs> like a like a madman over here. I'm stoked. It'll be fun. <clears throat> well, all right. Uh, I'm sure we could keep talking about whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been a while. I don't I, remember how these things go. <laughs> Yeah, 
I am always. Well, I have two percent left on my <laughs> on my computer, and I don't have oh. a charger, so <laughs> oh, I'm probably no. about to get booted off. The two percent. All right. Well, we'll uh, wrap it up here for now. Maybe you guys can come on again because uh, I again sincerely thank you for asking me to do this. Yeah, thanks for having us on. And uh, uh, I'm glad to see uh, the podcast might be coming back. Oh, it's. It, I think this really cements it. I can't just put this out and go, well, that's that. Uh, I've almost made so many episodes in like the past year of just the standard ones. And uh, truthfully, I uh, remember the last interview where you told me that you actually listen to every single show, and usually I don't believe people when they say that, but it's so genuine. <laughs> uh, that I, I did, and it's one of the only times I've ever have, and still do. So, I listen to. Uh, I I, uh, I always like I have a job where I can just listen to to whatever I want all day. So, yeah, I usually like um, what do you call it? Like binge binge listen. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so the fact that you guys were the uh, first episode back was actually pretty special to me for that reason, too. Uh, Hell yeah. It's an honor. And, it, and like, I told Duck this in message, but I was even thinking like, man, I wish Joystick would release something so I could uh, <laughs> ask them to do an interview to get me back. And then he's like, hey, we're releasing something. <laughs> all right. Perfect. Every, all of your wants are being spoken into existence it seems so keep on manifesting that <laughs> yeah uh there, there was one thing that came up last time that i'll leave leave in the closet but i think about it it's still i say leave in the closet as i'm sitting in a closet which is oh, funny huh. to me. um <laughs> yeah i'll leave it in this closet but there you go but, uh yeah. yeah thank you so much guys i'm really excited for people to hear dwell myself included and uh yeah best of, of luck at fest i'm sure you'll kill it i wish i could go thank you so much thank you uh, yeah i'm yeah, sure you can live been... vicariously through any of any of the uh bands who will be there as well any of the bad time bands for sure um you know everyone's great with like posting footage of all the other bands so um you know yeah i will be watching much. a lot of uh <laughs> stories not just, not just for you, but for anyone who's like, damn, I wish I was there and I've got FOMO. Well, Instagram so stories cool. exist solely for that reason, I'm convinced. So, <laughs> Very true. So, well, yeah, thanks thanks again for having us on and, you know, talking the sky and talking the dogs with us, too. <laughs> talking sky, dogs, uh, philosophy, briefly. Uh, yeah. Beans, so of course. Beans, always beans. Always Above all beans. else, beans. Uh, uh, man, it's not ever going away. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you up about that uh, that band from France. I, I really oh, I will. Um, it might be on my external, but I will literally send it to you right after I get off this. Uh, cool. Thank you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Uh, until next time. Until next time. Until next time. All right. Later, everyone. <laughs>